Welcome to DLS Central, everybody. That's right, Damon in the house. We're going to talk some NFL action. We got a lot going on, and so I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. So, last week, it was a pretty pretty interesting week. I think we, we learned a lot. Um, we, we learned that that the Patriots are pretty fantastic, and we also learned that like the Ravens, Ravens are in trouble because they're they're beat up. Um, they they lost another cornerback um, that they really needed, so he's gone. They're just and to they had that game like they they really could have beaten the Steelers. They just couldn't get anything really going until the end, and that was a game that I feel like they really needed because one it, it keeps the Steelers alive. Uh, in that division because everybody's kind of in the same boat, but it also just, it hurts the Ravens ability to be able to, to create some separation from everybody. So that division is still very much up for grabs. And then the Bengals lost to the chargers. So it just, that, that even things out a little bit, it, which gives the Browns, if they, if they beat Baltimore, that gives them a chance to, to truly get back into the race because everybody because I mean they've they're they have the same numbers wins of wins as Pittsburgh and uh, Ravens still lead the division eight to four but since he's got seven wins and so if if the Browns are able to beat the Ravens if they play some good football good sound football um, and and beat them then that puts them in Cincy territory which can create. Uh, some some opportunity for them to really gain some more momentum and it prevents the Ravens from moving ahead. So everybody's chasing the Ravens, but it's an active chase. And I think that's what's great. Now, when you look at the Brown schedule, I don't like it <laughs> because it's because they got to go Vegas after Baltimore. Then they got to go to Green Bay and. I'm not confident that they can win those games. Then they got to play Pittsburgh, who's always game, um, and they they have to play in Pittsburgh. So that you know that that's a game I, I need us to. I, I'm not exactly sure we can win that. I know we we can, but I'm just not confident. And then they got to play Cincinnati to end it. So it, it may be tough for them to to get some wins upcoming. But if they can beat the Ravens, that would actually give them a lot of confidence heading into that final stretch of the schedule. But uh, they have the bye week. So they've got some chance to rest. I don't know what condition Baker's in. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I know he they're going to try to roll them out there. Um, at this point, they they kind of have to go with, with what they have because if they the time to, to put – Baker on the shelf was probably two games ago. That way he can really recover. But because they're being hard-headed about this, um, and, and it's rather than putting Case Keenum in there, they're just they're gonna struggle it out with Baker. But I just I feel like he's going to hurt them rather than help them if he's not exactly healthy, and it just doesn't make that much sense. But 
We'll see how it goes. We'll see if the gamble pays off. Now, the Cowboys actually kind of got back to to winning a little bit because they were free falling, and they beat the Saints. That was a that was a pretty good game. I mean, the Saints had opportunities to win it, but the Cowboys were in the driver's seat for most of the game. So that was a good win uh, for them, a, a win that they needed, and it was a road win. So it it was a it was one they needed. Now the what I would probably say is because it was in a dome, it really wasn't a home field advantage for uh the Saints because Cowboys are, you know, they 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 have almost a dome like, you know, uh, atmosphere even though they can open the roof in their establishment, but it's still it's still to me dome teams playing. So it's not like they were in Green Bay or something like that. <laughs> now the Bucks, they beat they beat the Falcons. This score is it looks like it was a blowout. I mean, they did they did uh pretty much have a good game offensively, but there were times where this game was closer than it than what it looked like. And so like especially the like in the uh when it came into halftime, it was like twenty to seventeen. So the Bucks didn't really pull away <laughs> until the second half of this of the of the game. So and that's the thing with the Bucks. And I know everybody's saying, Oh, the Bucks are gonna be there. I'm not certain that they will be because they they play sloppy. I think offensively they're okay, but defensively they got a lot of holes, and if if there's a team that's pretty solid from an offensive standpoint, just like we've seen before when Tampa's lost, they get into a hole, it's not always possible for them to dig out. But, I mean, the good, the good news is you have Tom Brady. <laughs> Brady was Brady again. He had four touchdowns, spread the ball around. He, he had a really great game, um, but... I mean, Matt Ryan was sling. Matt Ryan's gonna sling it, but it's just he really he didn't have any touchdowns. Didn't have any interceptions, but he didn't have any touchdowns either. And you have to be able to to trade with the Bucks if you want a chance to beat them. That's just how it's gonna be. Um, now the Cardinals beat the Bears, which was I feel like that was a foregone conclusion. They they still have the best record in the NFL uh, with at ten and two. And and they look more like themselves, especially with Kyler back in the fold, and they got their other you know receiver back. So they they're they're doing okay. Dalton threw four picks. My goodness, whenever you have a four pick day, it's just it's not a good good look for you. But I mean, the Bears, what do they really have? And that that's really the the tough part. And you could kind of say that for them. You you can say that about them for a while. It's just what what do they really have to work with? Um, they have more to work with than other teams, but they're still kind of middle. They they really they have the defense. I feel like they just they're really weak on offense, and they they need to focus on offense. If I was if if I was the GM uh, working with them on the draft, I'm like we gotta draft all offense uh, because defensively, I feel like they. They can create pressure. It's just what are you going to come back with on the other end? And that that's really where they're at. I mean, you know, yeah, they got Justin Fields and Andy Dalton, but who are they going to throw to? And their running game isn't that reliable. So they really are 
their, their weapons are dull. Now, the, the shootout, well, it was supposed to be a shootout, <laughs> Chargers, Bengals. Uh, but the Chargers, they just they take, took control of this game. And it was fun to watch at first. But, I mean, the Bengals just kept messing themselves up. And it looks like Burrow got hurt, and and so and the Chargers Chargers rolled. I mean, Herbert had three three touchdowns, only threw one interception. They had a really good outing, and they needed to have a good outing because of like the fact that the Chargers they kind of were free falling for a while. So they both the Bengals and the Chargers now have the same record. Chargers are trying to. To to quant to climb their way up and 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 get a playoff spot, and in that in their division they have to continue to to fight because again Chiefs are in that division so they they got to play hard and Denver, who even though they got beat down by the Chiefs, I mean they're they're still a threat um, to 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 do some things um, because I mean they're six and six. If they're able to catch some breaks and get some wins, uh, then they might still find a way to to uh, to get back into into a chance to get a playoff spot. Now, <clears throat> when you look at their upcoming games, I mean, they got to play Detroit, which to me is a win for them. I don't think Detroit can beat Denver. Um, then they got to play Cincinnati. I don't know what shape Burrow's going to be in. If Burrow's not in shape, they might have a chance there. Vegas is always iffy. It really depends on if the passing attack uh, can work. Because if if the Denver's able to to shut down their passing attack, they can beat them. But if that that's a fifty fifty game, Chargers. That one may not be winnable. Um, it just, but that could be a 50-50 one too because it depends on which Chargers team shows up, and then they play the Chiefs again. So there's a path. There's there's kind of a path for them to to maybe sneak in, depending on how things go. And it also depends on if the Chiefs shoot themselves in the foot um, and and don't take care of business to fight the last couple of. Um, of games too, because when you look at what they're looking at, they they beat Denver. Now they got to go Vegas, again Chargers. Then they got to play Pittsburgh, then Cincinnati, and then Denver. So it's they can. It's not like it's going to be a cakewalk for Kansas City either. And so if if the Chiefs stop winning, then that gives the Chargers. And uh, the Broncos some ground to 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 move around in here and and again in the right like that division that AFC West is pretty feisty because Raiders are sitting at six and six too it's just it's it's all over the place <laughs> but it's competitive and I think that's what's fun about this this uh this season of NFL football it's there's a lot of even uh, a lot of teams with even records and. It's not a foregone conclusion in a lot of divisions who's going to take it, uh, especially with the schedules being how they are. Um, it's, it's hard. There, there aren't as many teams that you can just say, oh, they're definitely going to they definitely can beat them or they're, they're definitely going to get the W on this one. Is not there aren't that many teams that you can say that. And sometimes even the teams that you can say, oh, they about to get you know, they about to blow them out. 
because they are they're frisky like a giants or or even like the lions i mean the lions weren't supposed to lose to the vikings i mean the lions weren't supposed to beat the vikings i thought that was a a game that the vikings were definitely going to win because one you know they're they have a if they win that game they get close to being i mean well not close but they they kind of keep themselves a little bit relevant. Um, but the Lions, I mean, what are they playing for at this point? Uh, just to, to not go 0 and 17. <laughs> well, 0 and 16 and 1. Uh, but they, the Vikings just let the Lions beat them. I, I can't believe that. And now, the way, if you look at the way that game went, when it first, when it first started, it, it was like, oh, the Lions are definitely going to win because it's halftime and they're up 20 to 6. And you're like, hey, all right, go Lions. They're about to definitely do it. And then the second quarter, <laughs> then, the second, then the second half, they just, the Vikings come storm back like, wait a minute, we are not losing to the Lions here. And it comes down to the wire. They take the lead back, and you're like, oh, here we go again. Detroit's not going to win this game. And then the, they, they find a way to to score at the end and, and win this, this crazy game. And I was really happy, really happy for the Lions, really happy for them because that, that's humiliating. I mean, it's still humiliating it if they come out of this with only one win, but at least it's not another another winless season. Um I still say that after the season's over, some some heads are going to roll. I mean, not just uh, you know from a coaching standpoint. I'm I'm thinking administratively, uh, they're going to lose some some people because they they have to get personnel there who know how to scout players, who know how to pick, who who know how to how to um, draft well. And who who have an eye to to pick up effective, meaningful free agents that can actually do some things, um, and because they can't keep rolling out these subpar football teams, it 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 really brings the value of the franchise down, and it it gives your fans just like it it doesn't do anything for him. It makes them actually loathe watching them play. And while we're happy that they finally won a game, the the quality of what they're rolling out is just it's not good. And so when you when you look at at where they've been in their history, they 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 have the fact that they have to rebuild from the ground up again is very disheartening. Uh, and and it's a shame. It's a shame. It it shouldn't be like this. Um, and, but uh, all I, all I can do is shake my head. I mean, you, I want better for the lions, um, but it's just, they, they have to, they have to be a lot better, uh, to, and I know they can be, but they, they need a new voice. They, they need, um, not just on the, like on the sidelines, but up in the office, because something has to change. They can't have these these weak these weak uh, records uh, moving forward.
Looking for a one-stop shop for music, movies, and television? Then look no further than Music Time. Music Time is a 24-7 live TV and streaming network. They are a platform uh, that also features live music concerts as well as a, a growing movie archive. The TV network features movies, reality TV shows, hip-hop, news, documentaries, and more. And so what you want to do is check them out because they're a revolutionary streaming service that really tries to reach out to the global media community. They're only going to get better. They're only going to keep growing. They're going to continue to increase content. So they've just started out. Their kickoff was the fall of this year. So join in, sign up, and be a part of one of the biggest growing platforms on the planet, Music Time. Want to sign up? Go to www.ppvmuzictyme.com. It's time for music. The Dolphins, they took care of business against the Giants and even though the Dolphins probably aren't going to make the playoffs, I mean, they're pretty feisty. Like, for them to come, because when they, earlier in the season, it didn't look like they were going to do anything. But they've got a little bit of an off, of offense where they can they can make it a game. And they needed to take care of business against the Giants. Because uh, the Giants really don't have anything going for them. They really don't have, they're not healthy. Um, and so this was a game that the Dolphins needed to win to to keep them somewhat in the race. I mean, at six and seven, I doubt that they're really going to do any damage, but it, they're not an easy out. I'll tell you that. They'll they'll muck the game up and make it tough. Another team like that is the Eagles. I mean, they took care of business against the Jets, 33 to 18. They got the same record as the Dolphins. I feel like the Eagles and the Dolphins are the same team. <laughs> They're 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 the same team, uh, even it, along with the fact they have the same record. They just have that. They both have that same competitive juice where they're gonna make it a game. So you can't underestimate them. You can't downplay the matchup because they're they're gonna get down the field on you. You just have to figure out a way to to limit what they do. Um, now the Colts, they did what they were supposed to do. You got a Texans team coming in there. They're not good. And you slam them, and they blanked them. It was 31 to nothing, all Colts. That, that's exactly the type of game that the Colts needed, especially uh, with the division that they're in. And Carson Wentz, I mean, he didn't have, like, a great game, but he didn't, he didn't mess the game up for him. He had a touchdown, 158 yards passing, 66 for 22 on passing yards. That's pretty good. Taylor is the bell cow, though. I mean, he's he's definitely got to be the running back of the year because he's doing some great things this year. My man had two TDs for 143 yards rushing. He just ran all over the Texans, and they had no answers. And when you got a running back that can just do that, that means uh, just like in the in the Patriot game, uh, you know, you got an offensive line that's just opposing their will on the defense uh, on the defensive line, and there's nothing that they can do to stop. And then you got a running back that's just punishing them. So 
that that was a game that was definitely uh, Colts football, and they needed to win that one. Um, now the Washington just continues to win. I mean they they're beating team. They're continuing to beat legit teams. They beat they win into Las Vegas, and they won a tough game against the Raiders. They don't have Chase Young, but Heineke is playing like he, out of his mind. Heineke's playing out of his mind. This dude got two touchdowns in that game. He outdueled Derek Carr. Derek Carr didn't score a touchdown, but Heineke scored two. Like that's pretty fascinating. And again, you look at this game, it's like, I don't know how they're winning these. I don't know how they're holding these teams off, but they're they're figuring out a way to win. And Again, they they've been beating some legit teams. They they beat Cincinnati. I mean, they they beat the Giants. Giants are legit, but they beat they beat Atlanta, who's halfway decent. Then they went on a four and they're on a four game winning streak now. So they beat Tampa, <laughs> which they beat Tom Brady. Um, they they beat Carolina. They beat Seattle, and then they beat. The, I mean, they like they they're they're coming a little bit and so like like they're 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 a formidable matchup for the cowboys and they play the cowboys uh in like this this upcoming sunday so that's gonna be a marquee matchup i I think the cowboys they they have to play really hard like because washington they've beaten some good teams um i mean they 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 really weren't a good matchup for KC or Green Bay, but against some other teams, they've been pretty pretty tough. And I need mean, they have they have a um, a stretch of rival games. They got Dallas and Philadelphia back to back like twice. So December is all about Dallas and Philadelphia, um, and that's a div- that's a key division matchup. So, um, and they're actually just all of the rest of their games are division games. So they're gonna have to really, if they want to be considered to to win that, they're gonna have to beat up their their NFC East uh compadres <laughs> they're gonna have to go through the eight through the NFC East to be able to win. So it it's a it's a huge deal for Washington who still doesn't have a name yet. But th- that's weird. I mean you just look at like how are you guys six and six? But they pulled out that Raiders game and that really that gives them some momentum. Now this was the game like for Rams Jags, this was what the Rams needed to do. Your home you got the Jaguars coming to town. Don't give them any life. They beat them 37 to 7, which by all accounts, they shouldn't have even scored seven points because the Rams are supposed to be a, a good team uh, with weapons on both sides of the ball. They shouldn't have even scored that because what do the Jags have? I just think they just got a little uh a little lax and let that touchdown go in the second quarter but that's what you want to see from the Rams Ravens Steelers again that game was just that that game was all over the place 
Um, but it's it's what you would expect from that rivalry. It's a very, very tough, gritty rivalry. Uh, Steelers and Ravens always play each other hard. It's always a grind. And this time the Steelers end up pulling out. And again, like I said earlier, they took some momentum from the Ravens. And so um, the Ravens have to regain their footing and fast because they got Cleveland coming in this Sunday. And Cleveland is is going to be coming in to, to want to avenge that loss because they shouldn't have lost that game to the Ravens. They on a on a day where Lamar throws well a night where Lamar throws like four interceptions, you gotta win that game. You just have to. Uh, but they couldn't capitalize on it. Um no one thing that the Ravens have going for them is they like their their defense was stout and we couldn't run on them um, but without their cornerback that means they can they can get passed on a little bit so we'll see what the Browns have for them but uh, the Steelers I mean you gotta give them props they pulled out a tough game against the Ravens and to to try and, and stay alive in this race and, and, and stay somewhat relevant and when you look at what they've got coming up They've got to play Minnesota, which is not going to be an easy game. Then they got to play Tennessee, which is, again, not going to be an easy game. Then they got to play Casey, then Cleveland, then Baltimore. So they've got it rough. There's a, there's a, a, there's a, a possibility that they go 0 and 5 the rest of the season because none of these games are just, oh, we got this game. Um, and if they think Cleveland is just going to lay down, they got a, they got another thing coming. So it's not looking good for the Steelers. Um, but uh, they, but they could also steal some of these games because I mean, when you think about the Steelers, it seems like their mo is they just find a way to steal games, just like they stole this game against the Ravens. So uh, they're they they definitely can steal a game there, but there's a major possibility that they don't win for the rest of the season. Um, now the Seahawks, they, they weren't, uh, they're not playing for like any playoff uh, consideration at this point. Uh, they're not mathematically eliminated, but they might as well be at four and eight, but it was a good moral victory for for the Seahawks, especially coming up against a team uh, in San Francisco that I actually thought was better. Um, and on paper, the Niners are better uh, than them. Their record says that as well. Seahawks haven't really been playing inspired football, but Russell Wilson had a much better game than he had the previous week. And he didn't, he didn't hurt his team. He was pretty solid completion wise, 30, 30 passes completed out of 37 attempted. He did have the one pick, um, but he he had a much better game statistically when you look at it. Now Garoppolo, he those two interceptions kind of killed the momentum, but it wasn't like he he was he wasn't fighting. Uh, it's just in this game, like when this rivalry, the Seahawks and, and the Niners, they play each other pretty tough. Sometimes it's the the Niners uh, take control. Sometimes the Seahawks take control. So it's it, it's a good match. They know each other. And it's always fun to, to when they when they play. Now, Chiefs Broncos. I know some people say, "Oh, this was a boring game," but it was actually pretty interesting um, because 
I think we we actually really got to see the weaknesses of the Broncos. And when you come up against a, chief, a team like the Chiefs, this isn't the Chiefs' best season, um, definitely by far, especially with the group of guys that they have. But slowly but surely, it's like the Chiefs pulled away from them. And the Broncos, just they didn't have an answer. Like they they don't. If they can't um, like get their running game like going, if if Teddy can't complete passes, which he was having a tough time completing passes, there and and receivers are dropping passes. If if they can't capitalize on the miscues that the the Chiefs are giving them, because they were giving them a lot, like it wasn't like they could do a whole lot. Running game really wasn't doing doing a whole lot for them. Uh, Guys on the Chiefs are dropping passes. Mahomes didn't score a touchdown. He had an interception. But they, when you can't capitalize and you just let those field goals pile up, that's what happens. And um, that was that was a game that the Broncos had chances to really take the momentum. They just couldn't do it. And, again, I would say one of the greatest games of the season, Pats taking out the Bills 14-10. Mac Jones threw the ball three times. <laughs> He's sixty-six percent uh, completion rate, and they won this game on on the ground, running the ball. Tough, con- tough weather conditions. It's cold. It's windy. They get with snowing a little bit, so they just it. That was one of the the grittiest games. Of they took it right back to the old school. Uh, like some people say, have, haven't been some, a game like this in 40 years, and because the game, and, and that's significant because it, it just shows you how football is played now. The modern game is, you know, the passing is the feature that that's what people want to see. People want to see up and down the field completing passes. I mean, now you you want to see the running back break a run, but generally people want to see you pass the ball more than run it in this day and age. But again, back uh, in the 70s and the 60s, especially, it was a lot more uh, run-oriented. The pass was kind of like the just to throw off the defense a little bit, uh, but it was it was more about the run, especially in weather conditions like that. Um, now, when you get in the 80s, yeah, you still had – premier running backs uh, and that was still a, a era where you know the running game was important and 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 you were going to do more run heavy uh, offense but the passing game was a lot more prevalent uh in the 80s especially with with guys like Montana and 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 Moon and and eight and uh, I don't want to say Aikman but uh like and and Jim, Jim Kelly and, and guys like that, like you had some quarterbacks <laughs> in, in the eighties, uh, and that's that's really what uh, was the difference. And you could kind of see things changing. But in today's day and age, it's rare that you have a quarterback only throw the ball three times and you win. Um, and but what would the the take the main takeaway from this was the legitimacy of the Patriots 
and the illegitimacy of the of the bills. And that's what we saw here. It, the bills are by no means out of it. But when you see the difference between even though there was only a four point uh, win for the Patriots, you saw the difference in strength between the two teams for them to only throw the ball three times um, and, and find a way to win. That means their defense is good, and that means their offensive line and 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 the running game is very formidable. Is very formidable. Um, and the Bills they got they got to um, go to the draw go back to the drawing board a little bit um, because if they want to f- to figure out a way to get in the playoffs and, and overcome the Patriots who who are leading the division. And quite frankly, are the best team, are the best AFC team uh, right now. It they they're gonna have to to really change some things. So I mean, going forward, they gotta the it, things don't get easier for the Bills. They gotta play Tampa. They gotta go, go you know deal with Tom Brady, um, which is quite interesting. You play New England, then you gotta play Tampa Bay. You, see, you know, old Brady team, new Brady team. Then you gotta play Carolina. They can beat Carolina, but I don't think it's going to be easy. Then you got to go play Pats again. Then you got Atlanta. Then you got Jets. So it's it's not that this this schedule is too hard, but they really have to buckle down and regroup and regroup real quick. And so now we're gonna, when I come back, we're going to talk picks. Hi, everybody. Damon here. And I'm happy to announce the release of my eighth book, Simon versus Peter, moving from instability to stability. When Simon met Jesus, his life and his name changed. By calling him to be Peter, Jesus set a war over identity in motion on the inside of him that would play out all in the four Gospels. Jesus has done the same with us. This book is for anyone who wants keys to overcoming the instability in their life and becoming the stable person God called us to be. If you'd like to pick up a copy of this book, uh, you can find it on Amazon and you can also find it on my website, which is smithbooks77.square.site. Pick up great literature today. All right, all right. And so now we got week 14 picks. And I, I just I love doing the picks here because it, it's so fun. Uh, and so we're starting out with the Thursday night game. Vikings hosting the Steelers. I got to go. I mean, I got to go Steelers because they need this game more than the uh, than the than the Vikings do, I I feel like, in this point. I mean, both both teams can't afford to lose, but I feel like the Steelers, if they want to keep pace with all the other teams in the AFC North, they got to win this game. If they lose to the Vikings, it's going to be really hard for them to um, to regain some footing and some momentum. They don't want to go um, – because what, what's, their, what's their record? 
And so the Steelers. Steelers are like. Let me see. Yeah, Steelers at six and five right now. So Browns are six and six. So they're a game ahead of the Browns. Um, and if they go to six and six, they're tied with the Browns. The Browns win. They're seven to six. So now they would they would lose that position, and that's why the Browns they have to win uh, against the Ravens too. Because if they don't, they're going to be pulling up the rear and, and and potentially not make the playoffs. So it's a really really tight division. Uh, so the Steelers need to win that game against the Vikings, and but it's going to be tough because the Vikings are coming off a shocking loss to the to the now one in and uh, what was that uh, one in eleven uh, Lions. So they're they're ticked off, they're mad, and this is this is a game where they're going to probably come out guns blazing to 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 overcome the shame of giving the Lions their first win of the season. Now, again, another another marquee matchup. We got Browns hosting the Ravens on CBS. I don't know who's calling it, um, but it's going to be a good one. Uh, I say that I'm going to go Browns. I'm going to pick my Browns. It, it's against my, my nerves because there's a – because there's a there's a part of me that wants to say the Ravens um will win this game because one the Ravens need to win the game and two um they have Lamar Jackson and I just don't know if the Browns have an answer for Lamar Jackson but they they have the home crowd in their favor you got the dog pound this is again this is a must win game for Cleveland so it, especially when since they lost that last game, a heartbreaker of a game. They gotta win against Baltimore, and so this is one I'm gonna go with the Browns. I really hope they win. Uh, Jags Titans. It's a game that you probably wouldn't want to watch. I'm gonna go Titans though. Uh, they should destroy the Jags. Uh, if they don't, there's something wrong with the Titans. Raiders. Going to KC to play the Chiefs. I'm going to go Chiefs here because it's, it's going to be cold. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's a you're in Arrowhead, which is one of the most nerve-wracking, loud stadiums in the history of the NFL. And you, the Chiefs, I think they have a lot of advantages. Um, they, they still have advantages that the Raiders don't have, but... Again, the Raiders do have a blueprint on how to play the Chiefs. So it's the Chiefs game to lose, but you know that the Raiders are going to implement their their Chief Killer uh, game plan. But I'm going Chiefs. Jets hosting the Saints. This is an ugly game. There's a part of me that feels like this game could go either way because both teams aren't great. Um, but I'm just going to go Saints just because I feel like they have a little bit more to work with than the Jets do. And Saints kind of borderline need need to win that game. I feel like there's still an outside chance that uh, they could that they could compete for something and, and try to figure out a way to, to, to get in the hunt for a playoff spot. 
Cowboys Washington football team. This is going to be a good game. It's going to be an important game for both teams uh, because Cowboys are trying to to extend their lead in the division and create some separation. And Washington is trying to close in on that lead and, and, and stop the Cowboys progress. So it's going to be a great game. It's a, it's a rivalry uh, that, that has been historic Dallas versus Washington NFC East rivalry division matchup going Cowboys. Going Cowboys here. I f- they, they're they the better team. <laughs> the Cowboys are the better team. But the thing about Washington, they've beaten teams that they, that on paper, it looks like they shouldn't have beaten. So, but I'm going to go Cowboys here. Um, we'll see what happens. Falcons, Panthers. I uh, believe this is an NFC South matchup. Both teams are are like mirrors of each other. I feel like they 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 have similar um, strengths and weaknesses. I want to go. I want to go Falcons. I just I can't tell you why, but <laughs> I just want to go Falcons. I, I just I don't like the Panthers. I, I just I, they're not good, um, and they're they're. They're still very, pretty banged up, but I just I feel like if the Falcons play hard, they can beat the Panthers. I, I'm going Falcons. Seahawks Texans hashtag yuck. This but <laughs> but this is a game that that the Seahawks should win, and I believe they will win. So I'm gonna pick the Seahawks. Lions Broncos Broncos gotta win this game. They they need to beat the Lions to to stay on pace in that division, and uh, Lions. I mean, they really don't have anything to play for, uh, but is is it should be a competitive game. But I think Broncos win it. Giants Chargers. As much as I want to say, eh, it might be a little frisky. The Giants have showed signs of life in air in in areas where I didn't think they would show signs of life. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Chargers on this one. It should be a, a little exciting to watch, um, but Chargers should take care of business. And again, Chargers sitting at seven and five in that AFC West division, they gotta win that game because uh, if they're at eight and five, then they're really putting some heat. On the Chiefs, who are sitting at eight and four, so you you got as you got as many wins as they do. If the Chiefs lose against the Raiders, now you have a tie between the Chargers and the Chiefs, and they and that's what you want if you're the Chargers. You want to be neck and neck with them, um, to because you're that that's that's your chance to stay in playoff contention and potentially win the division. If you can, so they they gotta beat the Giants. Niners, Bengals. This game is going to be nice. Um, hopefully, Burrow is gonna play though, um, because I know he he left the game. He was hurt, uh, so we gotta we gotta see what you know how he's doing if he's healthy in order to really decide. Okay. 
can the what what's going on with the Bengals? Can they can they actually win? You know, win this thing. So, and then you know, again, are they are they healthy at running back? It's just there's a lot to to consider here, um, but by and large, it should be a pretty fun game to watch and. And I think I feel like both teams you want to win, and, and both teams kind of need to win uh, to to stay in paces, especially uh, Cincinnati, uh, because they're closer to the Ravens than than the Browns and the Steelers are. So they need to beat the Niners to 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 kind of close the gap, especially if the Ravens figure out a way to beat the Browns. So. That is that. You got Bills Buccaneers. That's going to be another good matchup, marquee matchup. Brady versus Josh Allen. Um, Bucks looking to stay strong in their division. Bills looking to cl- to to try and make up some ground against the Patriots in that division. So there's a little bit on the line. I think it matters more for the Bills to win than it does for the Buccaneers. Uh, but it's, it's going to be a good game. They're in Tampa. So I, I would say advantage Bucks, and that's what I'm going to go with. But the Bills could definitely take this game because the Buccaneers, again, and I said this, I said this throughout the whole season, they just, they're sloppy on defense. You can score on them. And even though you have Tom Brady, is not a guarantee that he's going to to get you out of every jam. Um, and if he's if he doesn't have it, the Bills could figure out could could steal this one in Tampa. So it, it's a game that the Bucks can definitely lose. But I just I'm, I'm going to go with them. I feel like they they're going to win this one. Packers, Bears, of course the one of the the oldest rivalries in the history of the NFL um and of course it's a division game Bears Packers if you're the Bears you want to do your best to try and 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 uh and and slow down the Packers momentum uh, but I, I look at this being a, a Packers win because they're just a much better team than the Bears are um and they're in Lambeau it's it's advantage Packers, um, I, and I don't think it'll be close. It, it might be a, a a ten to to a fourteen point uh, like blowout for well not blowout but win for the Packers. Um, so I, I don't see the Bears offering much resistance, and, but it is on Sunday Night Football on NBC. Ding 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 ding. ding. I don't know why Sunday Night Football loves Bears Packers so much, but they do. <laughs> I, it, to me, Sunday Night Football would be better served if you had Rams Cardinals, which is the Monday Night Football game. That would be a lot better on Sunday night than you would get on like what, having the Green Bay and the uh and and the and the uh the bears play that's a much better game uh, and and you could have put niners bengals in there bills bucks you could have cowboys 
Washington in there or Raiders Chiefs. Like, I mean, you can't have the Browns because you just had them back. To, you know, you just had them. But I mean, of course, you can't. You can't just play the Chiefs back. But again, there were there are so many more. Like, there are a couple better matchups than Bears Packers. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. Uh, but speaking of Monday Night Football. I'm going to go Cardinals over the Rams. Um, and I can't tell you why. I feel like both teams are evenly matched. Um, Rams could definitely win this game. Rams need to win the game. Uh, it's a division matchup. Uh, but I just, I just have a hunch the Cardinals are going are gonna to beat them. And so it's going to be a, a fun week, going to be a good week of NFL action. Let me know your picks. Uh, re- respond on, on, on uh, to the question on Spotify. Let me know who you're rolling with. Let's see what happens in week 14. Hey, everybody. Damon here. I've written many books, and one is a children's book called Watch Your Temper. We all get angry when things don't go our way. But how we handle it is what really matters. When Brandon and Trick get into a squabble, the dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. If you want to read this book to your kids, if you want to acquire this book, go to smithbooks77.square.site. Pick it up. Read it to your little ones. Teach them about how to handle anger the right way and not the wrong way. All right, we're going to talk a little in a little, little NBA uh, looking at the standing. So we got in the Eastern Conference. I mean, Brooklyn, they're, of course, they're at the top. But, I mean, when you look at the, like, in the Atlantic, that's a pretty a pretty feisty division. Uh, the Philly is on their, is on their heels. Uh, so that's, that's kind of like the, I think, the matchup that, we, that we're definitely going to see playoff-wise, too. Um, in the central, you got Chicago and Milwaukee fighting it out, and in the southeast, you got Miami and and Washington uh, going head to head. Atlanta's Atlanta's uh, uh, you know frisky too, uh, but to me, those are the teams that are um, that are really making some noise, um, like Boston and New York. They're they're frisky, but they're it's like to me they're. Um, like they're they're not they're a tier below uh, the others. Um, Brooklyn is is gonna be there, but it, despite of their their issues, um, it is good that they're at the top. They're not necessarily um, like full strength, especially with one with Kyrie out and James Harden kind of like having some good games, having some bad games. Uh, but the one constant has been Kevin Durant, and as long as Durant's constant. Brooklyn's gonna uh, gonna stay in the win column, uh, but Philadelphia's coming, Milwaukee's coming, Chicago. When you look at how Chicago's playing, like to me, they're the they're the most surprising team uh, in the NBA at the moment. Like when you talk about most improved, but looking at their roster, I mean they they they've got a lot of 
a lot of quality guys uh, that they have, you know, and it, it's it's fun to watch them play. You know, they to when they got when they went out and got DeRozan, it was like, oh, it's on. And then they messed around, and got Lonzo. It was like, oh, it's really. Then they got Caruso. It's like they got a squad. You talking about super athletic? It's been fun to watch, um, but again, it's we got to see how things play out. We got to see if they can keep, if they can keep the momentum going um, because they if they can keep it going, they're gonna be a problem in the playoffs. They're gonna be a problem in the playoffs. Now, when you look at the West, of course, Golden State, I think uh, probably best team in the NBA right now because, uh, like, Steph, Steph has just been unreal leading the pack. And, but Phoenix is right there. Phoenix is, is is awesome this year. Again, and I didn't expect that from Phoenix. I thought the Phoenix was going to take a dip. I didn't see them coming back strong with as, as a force. Um, and, and, of course, Utah is going to be there. Utah is the, probably the quietest good team because you don't, you don't take them seriously. But I, I feel like Utah's ceiling is easier to see. Like, they're – They'll get, they'll maybe get past round one, maybe past round two, but it's like they're not gonna be in the finals, um, and so that's really the the problem for Utah. They don't have that guy that's gonna take them over the hump and into the promised land, um, and there are some other teams that are like that too. Um, now the Clippers, the Clippers are a dangerous team because you have the return of Kawhi Leonard looming, um, depending on how healthy he is. If he comes back, especially close to playoff time, I, you got to look at them as serious contenders um, to, to take the West uh, because we know how we, we know how clutch Kawhi can be. Um, he, I wouldn't say he's, He's like the clutches of clutches, but when you need, we when Kawhi wants to win, he figures out a way to lead his team to a win. So I think that's where they're dangerous. But that's if he plays this year. That's if he's if if he's healthy because we all know how he is when when it comes to injuries. He's super extra cautious. Uh, so we gotta see how that plays out. Now I would say from a from a disappointing standpoint. Um, Portland. I mean, they've got injuries, and and I, I feel bad for for what they're do, for what they're dealing with because again, you know, no, they got a lot of guys that are hurt, um, and they just lost McCullum for I mean for an undisclosed period of time, mainly because I mean he had a collapsed lung, and I'm I'm looking when I heard about that, I'm like. My man might be out for the season uh, because, again, that that's not something in a sport where it's really important for you to be strong cardiovascularly. If if he's dealing with that, life is more important. We don't want to see him, you know, putting his life in danger to, to play the game. But that really kills their firepower. So. Uh, they when when you look at Portland, they've kind of dropped out of things. Um, and I mean, Denver's there. 
I feel like Denver's Denver's maybe lost a step a little bit, um, but uh, it's still early in the season. They could turn it up and, and still figure out a way. Because if you get Denver in the playoffs, I feel like Denver can make some noise. They're a little dangerous. Um, another team that's dangerous is Dallas, even though they've been underachieving. Um, now the I would say biggest disappointments the Lakers. Um, they're they're slightly above five hundred, but there's just when you look at that team, it's like everybody says yes, they're old, but the the point of putting that game that get that team together was you got all these guys that can get buckets, and so you would think okay, they should be able to to beat most teams because you got LeBron, got Russell Westbrook, you got Anthony Davis. Got shooters, but and you got some 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 rim guys, but they just when it comes to effort, they don't have it. And then when they do play effort, when they do play great basketball, they can't hold the the leads, and and that's really what's been killing. They let the team come all the way back, and then they overtake them, and then they see their shootout that they figure out a way to eke by, or they lose it. And when you when you look at it, it's like that's not gonna fly. It is is not gonna fly, and they have to be better. So the Lakers are definitely uh, the a, a disappointing team right now. Um, and I like what everybody, I like what Charles Barkley was saying about Anthony Davis. Like he's got to impose his will. He and LeBron has made it clear, like is. We go as AD goes. Like he's the he's the focus, and so if he's the focus, if you go give the man the keys, he got to drive, and that's the and that's really where it's at. So uh, Lakers is still it's still it's still early, but they they're struggling against tough against bad teams, and that is not a good sign. Now, when you look at at playoff picture. Of course, in the East, you know, Brooklyn, Chicago, Philly, Milwaukee, Miami, Washington, Philly, um, like those would be the the one through six seed, and then you got uh, Cleveland and Atlanta. Currently, they're in like the eighth seed, um, and well, seven and eighth seed. So that's pretty cool if you're if you're a Cleveland fan, like I am. Uh, as it currently stands, Cleveland. They they might be in the playoffs. Of course, it's a play-in game that they would be in, but they they're they're in playoff contention, and that that's what you want. And then, of course, in the West, right now, Lakers they're the six seed. Then you got Clippers five, Memphis four. Memphis is sneaky. Memphis is another dark horse because you don't want to deal with Memphis and all that athleticism. Uh, but you got Utah three, you got Phoenix two. You got Golden State one, and you got Dallas and Denver holding on to those seven and eighth spots um, with Minnesota and Sacramento and nine and ten. So they that's a play-in situation between those four teams. But when you look at how things are going, it's it's an interesting playoff matchup. Um, but definitely, I would say the. If you're looking at the the final four as it stands right now, it would be Brooklyn versus 
versus uh, Chicago and Golden State versus Phoenix to go to the finals. Uh, to me, that's that's what you'd be looking at. Um, or actually, you could you could do a rematch between Brooklyn and Milwaukee. It just it could go either way. Um, but those are the that that's what's what it's looking like NBA wise. Um, so keeping tabs on it. It's a lot of interesting developments. Everybody's like, oh, you know, they they they're trying to they're trying to get. The, I feel like everybody's having an intervention about Damian Lillard. Like, come on, bro, what are you doing? You gotta you gotta get out of Portland. He wants to stay in Portland. That that it it matters to him that he stays in Portland. And so my thing is, all right, if that's what you want to do, then. Just resign yourself to the fact that you may never win a championship because that that ownership is not making any move to make that team better. They're they're not trying to actively get marquee guys to play with Damian Lillard. So if that's the case, but if you don't want if if you don't want to to Make sure that you're you're competing at the highest level. Then I mean, it's like all right, that y'all not gonna help Damian Lillard out. Damian Lillard want to stay. He can't come. It, it, it's like you like his his understand his his desire to to play for the team that he was drafted to. I don't want to move. You know, I got you know he got a foundation there. Uh, you know that that's where he wants to be. He's not. But when it comes to championships, it may not happen. It may not happen. So, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, that's the show for today. Listen, like, share, subscribe. Thanks for listening. Love everybody. Until next time, peace out. God bless.